ESPN Sports Radio 1392.5. Now for something completely different. We're gonna bring, bring it all together. ESPN Radio 92.5. 1300. Bottom line with Brad Taylor. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Good morning. Hope you're enjoying your Labor Day weekend. I know someone who had a big night out on the town last night. Very proud of you for getting out, doing your thing. Hope you woke up this morning. By the way, Labor Day, probably one of my favorite holidays in terms of you know just enjoying them. If I had to rank the top five holidays, probably, let's see, Memorial Day is number one because summer is is coming around the corner. Fourth of July, because it's the middle of summer. Labor Day, probably number three, because college football starts on Labor Day. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, number four, because it's the NCAA tournament time. And then all the rest are basically tied for last. Maybe I need to, uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. I need to talk to a uh, psychologist about that one. But yes, Labor Day, probably the top three of holidays, for the sports fan at least. And remember, we mentioned this yesterday, too. Uh, Next week, we will have a huge special announcement here on the bottom line uh, regarding the future of this show. And as I'm learning here in the radio world, uh, the powers that be don't allow me to say things at the current time. But next week, we will be able to discuss the expansion of the bottom line. And uh, we'd like to thank all our listeners for listening and positive feedback and all that stuff, and even the negative feedback. We, uh, we thank all of you for that. So make sure to tune in next week. Uh, we'll be announcing it from the rooftops next weekend to find out more about how you can find the bottom line on your radio, smartphone, Internet, however you get us. So if you like this show, you might be happy. If you don't like this show, you're lying to yourself. You're still listening anyway. So, yeah, the big announcement next week regarding more bottom line of the future, so stay tuned for that. But on today's show, our old friend Jeff Drummond uh, from way back, he will join us to talk him off the rooftop after celebrating what he saw at Kroger Field yesterday. I'm sure he had plenty of uh, opinions on that, and we'll get some of them from him because I know he was at the game and having a good time because his Kentucky Wildcats won big. College football officially underway. And uh, we had a few shockers yesterday, both both, uh, on the field and out in the desert. We'll talk about those. The Reds do what they're supposed to do, and they benefit from it because they get something that uh, they need right now. Days off the calendar. They got one of those yesterday. And, of course, the most profitable segment in Lexington Radio. Our Mac Daddy Stogie Picks presented by Jake Cigar Bar, Labor Day edition. All that coming up. On this week's Labor Day Sunday edition of The Bottom Line with Brad Taylor, as always, we thank you very, very much for listening. Very much. But first, Moorhead State. In case you've been under a rock for the last 24 hours, and sometimes that's a good place to be. You ever try to like kind of distance yourself from uh, the social media and your phones and the computer? You ever do that for 24 hours? It kind of liberates you. Kind of makes you feel good about yourself, better about life sometimes when you distance yourself from it. But in case you have done that for the last 24 hours, Kentucky football won their game yesterday 45-10. to 10. Those are very key numbers right there that we'll discuss in just a second. 45-10 to 10 over Louisiana Monroe, who actually had a 7 to nothing lead in this game at one point yesterday. 
I wonder what the Big Blue Nation was thinking when Louisiana Monroe was up 7 to nothing. Oh, no. Here we go again. Get rid of this offensive coordinator. This quarterback's eating too many bananas. Yeah, let's just get these guys out of town. Bring back Terry Wilson. Well, that didn't last very long. But that 7 to nothing lead that Monroe had yesterday was the first lead they've had in a game since 2019. But everything else came through as advertised eventually yesterday. The new offensive coordinator was supposed to throw the ball around, and he did. Kentucky threw the ball 33 times. Chris Rodriguez topped 100 yards rushing. Even the gamblers of the Big Blue Nation left Kroger Field happy yesterday. And Kentucky scored a far from meaningless touchdown with exactly one minute remaining in the game. Huh. Why do you run that touchdown in the end zone with a minute left? A lot of coaches would just maybe fall on the ball, maybe, you know, just run it up. Oh, no. We got to get touchdowns. Why is that? The spread is 31. The total's 54. Right now, with one minute to go, Kentucky was not covering that spread, and that total was under. Uh-huh. Score that touchdown with a minute to go. All of a sudden, all those chalk pushers in the Big Blue Nation pushing that money on Kentucky, minus 31. Boy, they were a lot happier walking out of that field yesterday, weren't they? Uh-huh. All those chalk pushers who always take the over and say, oh, this hype, Kentucky's going to put up 75 points. Well, they were sweating it at the end, too. That total was 54. That didn't go over until the last minute of the game. So, yes, even the gamblers were happy in the Big Blue Nation yesterday. What a rarity. Not only are the fans happy, the gamblers are happy, everybody's happy. The coaches, the players, the fans, the gamblers. Nobody walked out of that game yesterday saying that the game was any kind of failure for Kentucky football. Everybody was happy. Who was it? Well, except those who want alcohol sold at the game. So the commoners, not sitting in the sitting in the regular seats, and not the ones who are sitting in those highfalutin, expensive suites up top. Yeah, those people get alcohol. You commoners who sit on the front row, nope, no alcohol for you. I digress. I even saw one former Kentucky player who will remain nameless on this show for reasons only he and I know. He proclaimed Will Levis the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh Uh-huh. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready for the hype. But but we have seen this before, haven't we? Have we seen a team here in Lexington with big preseason expectations? A few new unknown players and assistant coaches, maybe? Coming out of the gates looking like world beaters. But does it always mean a national championship right off the bat? No, it doesn't. And The Big Blue Nation should remember this well, because it just happened the other day. Harken back to the dark days of November of 2020, if you will. Remember those dark times? We're still all wearing masks. We can't go anywhere public. I've got to sit with my mom on Thanksgiving and Christmas. We can't go anywhere because it's COVID. We got to sit there, just her and I. Big fun, big times during last November and December. We're all trapped in our homes due to the COVID. The medical experts are telling us, don't even think about going out for Thanksgiving with your families. Huh? Yeah, how many people paid attention to that? Yeah, not many. But college basketball season was about to start, although Coach K down at Duke said the season should be canceled. Uh-huh. I think he had some selfish reasons behind that. 
But uh, time wore us out on that one. But that's a story for another day, of course. On November 25th of last year, Kentucky began their basketball season with a home game against Moorhead State. Oh, yeah, Cupcake City. In-state rival. Oh, rivalry. It's not a rivalry. They're a cupcake team. Cupcake is not a term of an insult. It's simply a mean way of saying it's a non-Power 5 team that should not be able to defeat the big money Power 5 team on their home floor. So when you hear me say cupcakes, and I say it all the time on this show, yesterday, Louisiana Louisiana Monroe, a cupcake. And that game last November, Moorhead and Kentucky at basketball at Rupp Arena. The desert said Kentucky was a 25-point favorite over Moorhead in the season lid lifter, as they like to say. And life was business as usual for Kentucky basketball, right? Kentucky, the big favorite against some little cupcake in-state guy. Big favorites. And then the season tipped off because everybody had these expectations. All these new players in town. Oh, Isaiah Jackson, B.J. Boston. Going to the Final Four. Eh, I would think so. Season tipped off, and the Big Blue Nation and their gamblers got exactly what they wanted in that first game. A big win. Sound familiar? That game last November 25th, Kentucky defeated Moorhead State 81-45. to I did the math. That's 36-point margin of victory for you math majors out there. Wow. What a team this is going to be. Even the desert only said this was a 25-point margin of victory. They weren't even close. They got the line wrong out in the desert. They don't know what they're talking about. The desert didn't even come within double digits. They came within 11 points in this one. Everyone had underestimated our Kentucky team because we are Kentucky, the greatest college basketball program of all time. And as long as it says Kentucky on the front of the jersey, we can throw anybody out there and win big. And you heard it all after that game last November. This was going to be Calipari's best team since that 2015 team where they went 38-1. Not only are they going to win this seed, they're going to win the SEC. They're going to the Final Four. They're going to win the national championship. Everything you can imagine came from that fan base after that first game. Everything you can think of, you heard it. Radio, television, social media, podcasts, whatever. And why not? You just won your first game by 36. 11 points more than those so-called experts in the desert said you would. But as we all know by now, that was one of the very few bright spots for that team last season. They finished 9-16 and 16 on the year. That seems like a long time ago. Remember when they were playing that SEC tournament game on like a Thursday afternoon or something? That seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? It does. It's only about six months now. Not even six months. That team finished 9-16. No NCAA tournament. No NIT tournament. No nothing. Not only that, it was worse out in the desert. The Cats went 7-16-2 against the spread. Sheesh. Only eight teams in all of college basketball lost you more money out in the desert last year than Kentucky. And only two of those were Power 5 teams. Arizona State, Bobby Hurley, that makes a lot of you happy. And that blue blood, Michigan State. They were the only teams that lost you more money than Kentucky out in the desert last year. 
So if you bet on Kentucky basketball every game last season, you didn't feel too well after that season ended. Probably didn't have as much money in your pocket either. You're probably not even listening to us today. You can't even afford batteries for your radio. But the Big Blue Nation didn't think that after one basketball game last year, they didn't think that at all. They were saying national championship or bust after beating Moorhead State by 36 points. A lot of points. So here we are today. Same thing. Kentucky football put up a similar game yesterday. And they sent the Big Blue Nation into another frenzy. Why not? New offensive coordinator. New quarterback. New offense. Hey, we got rid of Eddie Grant. We got rid of Terry Wilson. Those were the guys that were holding us back. That's certainly not what you were saying a year ago. Everybody loved Terry Wilson, Eddie Grant then. So crank up the old disco records. That old Chic. Remember Chic? They were old disco. That's old school. Good times. Good times, baby. That's what it is right now. There's no way this team is going to lose to Missouri next week, right? Eh, Maybe. The betting lines will come out later today for next week's college football games out in the desert. Kentucky will probably be a favorite in the three to four point range. Oh, you're expecting Kentucky to be a double did No, not even close. Missouri's poor showing yesterday might hike that spread just a smidgen with only a 10-point win over Central Michigan. And the Big Blue Nation will say, hey, wait a minute. Missouri, they allowed Central Michigan to have 300 yards passing. Just think what Will Levis will get against those guys. He might get 600. Well, the desert only said Missouri yesterday was a 14-point favorite over Central Michigan. They won by 10. Yeah, they didn't cover. But it wasn't like it was a total disaster. And it was really out of the pond thinking. Because it was still a 10-point game. They were only supposed to win by 14. They missed the cover by four points. And until the final minute yesterday, literally... Kentucky wasn't going to cover the spread either against a cupcake. And speaking of cupcakes, I have this debate all the time. Major League, one of the greatest baseball movies of all time. I can debate that Major League 2 was actually better than Major League. I've debated that several times. That's another topic for another day. But there's a scene in Major League 2 when Willie Mays Hayes shows up for spring training and instead of being the the slap-hitting speedster that he was in Major League One, now he's trying to be a power hitter, hitting home runs every time. And in spring training, he's lighting up some power pitcher. And when someone is shocked and amazed at how Willie Mays Hayes has transformed himself into now being a home run hitter, the manager, Lou Brown, as only he can in that movie, says... Yeah, off a guy who'll be bagging groceries next week. Willie Mays Hayes was hitting home runs off guys who'll be bagging groceries next week. In our context, Louisiana Monroe will be bagging groceries next week. But we all knew Kentucky was going to win that game yesterday. We all knew that in advance. The desert says Louisiana Monroe is only going to win 1.5 games this season anyway. Over or under, one and a half. Uh Uh-huh. Good, good luck with that one. 
before jumping on the Kentucky football bandwagon for a trip to Atlanta this December. Remember who you were playing yesterday. And remember, a loss this week to Missouri, a team that totally dominated Kentucky last year. And all this buzz ends immediately. If we don't learn from the past, we are doomed to repeat it. And if the Big Blue Nation didn't learn from Moorhead State basketball last season, they'll be doomed to repeat it again this year if Kentucky doesn't live up to those huge expectations of their fans after an impressive opening game. And don't be shocked when that betting line comes out today for Kentucky and Missouri. Don't be shocked to see that line jump a point or two before kickoff. Because it will. The public and the Big Blue Nation will make sure of that. But be careful about jumping the gun on this team after a win over a team that will be bagging groceries next week. Or else you'll be treating this opening game just like how we treat last season's Moorhead State basketball game. And that's the bottom line. ESPN Radio 92.5 and 1300. Bottom line with Brad Taylor. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Hey, the Reds won again last night. Well, again, one in a row for the Reds. Big win over the Tigers yesterday in a game last night. Uh, Ariste, I already say it wrong, too. Uh, Aristides Aquino. Aquino hit a home run, a big home run late in the game last, last night. Big three-run homer uh, to get them off and started. Uh, big game for the Reds. They needed that one. If they had lost two in a row to the Tigers, not only would they be in trouble, they wouldn't even be in first place right now for the wild card that they are still hanging on to. More good news for the Reds fans yesterday. Although the Padres won to stay within half a game uh, of the Reds for the wild card, Cardinals and Phillies both lost. So the Cardinals now two and a half behind. Phillies now three behind. So the Reds gained not only another game on those two teams, but they gain another day. And that's what really goes well. When you're in a lead at a baseball race, yeah, a day that passes on the calendar, that's a good thing. But they saw two of their three pursuers lose as well. So that's a good day for the Reds, being the pursuees at this point. Another example last night of David Bell not being very predictable. Michael Goose Givens entered the game. We're going to make this Goose Givens thing work. I'm telling you, we're going to make it work. Goose Givens entered the game on Friday night in the sixth inning, a game that wound up being a 15-5 to loss. And last night, the Goose came in in the ninth inning and closed the game out for the save. Huh. Being used just like Dennis Eckersley was used back in the day. Uh, not, not, not hardly. He was only used that, that way on Nintendo RBI by people who just wanted to see him strike out Ron Oster in the ninth inning. That's another topic for another day. But last night, another example of David Bell not being predictable in bullpen usage. Especially after seeing Michael Lorenzen, the best relief pitcher the Reds have had now for the last uh, six weeks or so. He threw the seventh and the eighth inning last night. Didn't we see David Bell do this uh, same thing with Goose, Goose Givens that he did earlier in the year with TJ Antone? Yeah. One game he'd pitch in the fifth or sixth inning one night, and then the next night he'd close in the ninth. Oh, yeah. Remember that? How did it end up for TJ Antone? Oh, yeah. He's out for the rest of this year. He's also out for the rest of next year. Yeah. Look out, Goose Givens. Make sure uh, you might have, want to have a little talk with your agent at David Bell. By the way, if you missed looking at yesterday's lineup, you might have thought it was mid-June. Hey, Eugenio Suarez was in the line. Not only was he in the lineup, he's batting fifth last night. Why? Why did he do that? What Did David Bell lose a bet or something? Well, Suarez only went 1-0 for 1 last night. 
but he did get two walks. Hey, that's a good night for him. Batting average for Suarez now up to 175 after a few weeks of mostly sitting on the bench. Suarez has only started seven of the last 17 games for the Reds, and his batting average in those seven games is a robust for him, 235. Wow. What an improvement. Apparently letting him play less than every other game works for Eugenio Suarez. Uh, I don't see him playing much the rest of the season. But who do we? how do we know? I didn't think Suarez would play last night. Why was he playing last night? Who knows? By the way, if you're the Reds, uh, the Giants and the uh, Dodgers now tied for the National League West lead. That's good news for the Reds. If you're the Reds, who would you rather face in that wild card game? Would you rather face Walker Buehler and the Dodgers? Max Scherzer and the Dodgers? Or Kevin Gossman and the Giants? Uh-huh. I'd take the latter. Kevin Gossman and the Giants. So, you might want to start rooting for the Dodgers if you're a Reds fan. By the way, uh, Reds lineup has just come out. I just got a little update on my phone. No A. Eugenio Suarez today. Mustaka's playing third base today. Farmer at short. So, yes, the, uh, the hot streak of A. Eugenio Suarez will have to wait another day. Thankfully, he's back on the bench. But that brings us to today in a game you can hear right here on ESPN Radio 92.5 and 1300 at 12.40. The Tigers and the Reds conclude their titanic battle at Great American Ballpark. Casey Mize for the Tigers might be their best pitcher, 7-7, 3.59 ERA. And our old buddy, Luis Castillo for the Reds, 7-14, 4.30 ERA. Casey Mize, he's very consistent. He's the same guy basically home on the road, same guy as a dog or as a favorite. You name it, he's kind of the same guy. Tigers are 14-11 and 11 this year when he starts. But... A lot of those have been an, as an underdog. So the return on investment out in the desert has been 39.8%. In other words, if you put $1 on Casey Mize every time he started this year, all 25 games, you'd be up $9.94 right now. That's pretty good. When he's a road dog, he's not supposed to win. That's been 12 times this year. Casey Mize has been a road underdog. He's won seven of those. That's very good. Seven and five in those games. 54.3% return on investment. Very good. But the Tigers as a whole, when they're a road underdog and they won Friday night in the same spot, they're 27-37 and 37 this season, 9.7% return on investment. So the Tigers are used to being in this spot because they've been so 64 times this season already. Our old buddy, Luis Castillo, the opening day starter. Terrible in April and May. Cy Young worthy, June and July. But is the magic over? It looks like it is. His last five starts since that hot streak in June and July, he's 1-4 with a 5.22 ERA. So that streak that made him look look like a superstar in June and July looks to be over now. Great timing for Luis Castillo. Not so much for the Reds. But he's better at home this year as ERA Castillo's 5.07 on the road, 3.57 at home. But... You talk about somebody who's making you eat ramen noodles and you can't afford batteries to listen to this show. The Reds are 10-18 and 18 this season in Castillo's 28 starts. If you blindly put $1 on the Reds every night Luis Castillo started this year, you'd be down $10.01. That's a return on investment minus 35.7%. That's the second worst starting pitcher 
in Major League Baseball this year. And if you can name the first, you're a smarter man than I am because I did not know Brubaker from Pittsburgh is the worst. And, of course, the Reds face Pittsburgh nine times in the last 18 games this season. You might want to hope you catch Brubaker two or three times in those 18 games. Castillo at home this year, 6-8. and eight, But as a home favorite as he is today, he's 6-5. and five, But that still loses you money out in the desert because you're paying a big money price when Luis Castillo pitches at home and he's a big favorite. Because they're a favorite today. A huge minus 220 favorite is the Reds. I'm sorry. That's just too much delay. Our, our numbers say the Reds should be about a minus 150 today. Don't forget the Reds' bullpen at the back end of it. The goose has gone the last two days. Lorenzen threw two innings yesterday. Who's closing today? Do you trust David Bell with anything bullpen-related these days? Well, you shouldn't. If you do, you're more lost than we are. But the Reds got another day off the calendar yesterday. That helps tremendously. And they'll watch and hope that the Giants start losing a couple games and the Dodgers take a lead in the wild card race. But if you like the Reds today, hey, if you want to put them with uh, some other big favorites at a parlay, go ahead. But minus 220 with the Reds and Castillo, who's got a 5.22 ERA's last five starts, I don't think that's a very good uh, investment, if you ask us. And that's the bottom line. ESPN Radio, 1,392.5. Bottom line with Brad Taylor. He has uh, sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Hey, coming up after the break, it is the most profitable segment of Lexington Radio Hour. Mac Daddy Stogie Picks. That's coming up next right here on ESPN Radio 1300, 92.5. ESPN Radio 92.5, Name of this song, Paper in Fire. That's what you'll be able to do if you listen to our Mac Daddy Stogie Picks. Just throw your, your paper in the middle of a fire. What? No. You'll be throwing cash in your fire. Just You'll be throwing $20 bills in the fireplace just to keep you warm this winter. Bottom line with Brad Taylor, ESPN Radio. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Boy, yesterday's a big day in college football. Uh, Georgia was a three-point dog. They beat Clemson. Marquee matchup of top 25 teams yesterday. Uh, what does this do for the college football landscape? Honestly, I don't think it does. The only thing it does, it helps Georgia – they don't have to sweep the table now and beat Alabama in the SEC championship game. They can run the table, lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game, and still make the playoff. Because history tells us if you have two losses, it doesn't matter who those two losses are to, you're not going to make this uh, college football playoff. You're just not. But if you have one, you're free game. Anybody, You can make it with uh, one loss, no problem whatsoever. So Georgia bought themselves a loss because everybody gets a mulligan. The only thing that Clemson did, they used up their mulligan. And if you look at the rest of their schedule after uh, the Georgia game, they're going to be 17-point favorites every single game the rest of the way. And who knows what they'll be in the ACC championship game. They don't have to face North Carolina. But what was North Carolina the other night? They weren't. They didn't look very good. So, yeah, Georgia bought themselves some time with uh, yesterday's game. And Clemson used up their mulligan. Penn State was a five-and-a-half-point dog at number 12, Wisconsin. And, boy, did they uh, sting from the loss of Will Levis. They upset Wisconsin on the road 16-10 to yesterday. Wisconsin's kicker uh, didn't look very good, if you ask me. He might have cost them that game. Number one, Alabama, though, 19-and-a-half-point favorites over Miami of Florida. They won and covered. Number 18, Iowa. They were just a uh, three-and-a-half-point favorite against Indiana. They won that and covered. And Texas, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over Louisiana. They covered 
as home favorites in that one. But the biggest upset out in the desert. You talk about teams that need that one loss. All these Pac-12 teams need these one loss uh, mulligans. But uh, Washington, number 20, they used up their mulligan yesterday. They lost to Montana at a, as a 22-and-a-half point home favorite yesterday, 13-7. to Yeah, way to go, Washington. Well, if they sweep the rest of the table, they're in. But, uh, yeah, they're not, it's not going to happen. Our favorite pick yesterday was UCLA over LSU. UCLA won that game as an underdog, straight up. Uh, LSU, uh, they look lost. And uh, Ed Orgeron, you talk about, remember when Gene Chizik won a national championship with Cam Newton a few years back? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. We uh, He was out in two years after that. Ed Orgeron might be out after this year if they keep floundering at LSU like they are now. Hey, the hurricane, yeah, that was a big deal. That was something we uh, kind of pointed out on this show, too. Yeah, UCLA getting three points yesterday. It was down to two by game time. That should tell you something. UCLA won that game straight up. And Oklahoma, number two, everybody loves them. They were a 31-and-a-half uh, favorite, 31-and-a-half point favorite over Tulane. Uh, yeah, they didn't even come close. They almost lost that game. They only won by five. And Iowa State, they were a 29-point favorite. They did not cover that spread. They almost lost as well. But we've got more football coming up tonight. Notre Dame and Florida State. Notre Dame sitting as a seven-point favorite in this one. Uh, yeah, I think we'll go with uh, the Seminoles. They returned 16 starters. Uh, they're going to flip-flop their quarterbacks a lot. This isn't the same Notre Dame team, though. They only have nine starters returning. They have a transfer quarterback, Jack Cohen from Wisconsin. Uh, I think this is a spot where Florida State might finally uh, wake up the echoes. And maybe that Bobby Bowden spirit will uh, you know, sit with them on this one. Line seven, we'll take Florida State to cover this one. And don't forget, tomorrow night, there is a Monday night game, Monday night uh, college football, down in Atlanta, Ole Miss and Louisville. No Lane Kiffin. Oh, no. What do we do? We love Ole Miss this year. Uh, I think that their win total, that was one of my favorite ones to go over. This is an eight-win team. And you're looking for a Heisman dark horse, Mad Corral from Ole Miss. If Ole Miss wins eight games and put up the numbers they did last year, they averaged 39 points a game last year. They even put up 49 points on Alabama. Matt Corral, he's about 25-30 to 1 for the Heisman right now. There's your deep dark horse for a Heisman trophy. Ole Miss, uh, we like this one. They We like them to win this, and even without Lane Kiffin. So, yeah, Louisville has did really a bet against them. Louisville really wasn't that bad last year. You know, they were 4-7. and seven. But it was kind of misleading because they outgained nine of their 11 opponents last year and still lost four games by a touchdown or less. But that coaching uh, flirtation that Scott Satterfield had with uh, South Carolina, that rubbed some people the wrong way in Louisville, as you know. Cardinals have a dynamic quarterback, Malik Cunningham. We think he's pretty good. But, uh, yeah, Early, now with everything that's going on, we'll take Ole Miss in this one to cover. So we'll take uh, Florida State as a dog tonight, and we'll take Ole Miss – uh, and this one to win big. So, yeah, by the way, the NFL season kicks off Thursday night. And we won't be on the air until then. So we might as well just tell you who we like in that one. Opening night. You ever notice how, especially in the NBA, though, like these uh, defending world champions, they get their rings and everybody celebrates last year's championship. And then they go out in the first game to a total flopper. I remember one time, I think the Lakers lost a game by like 27 points or something. Something huge. When they got their rings one night and nobody showed up for opening night. But the only bad thing about this one is they're playing the America's team, the Dallas, Tampa Bay, and Dallas will open up Thursday night. Tampa's a seven-point favorite, but it's against Dallas. Everybody loves Dallas. 
it's America's team. And, oh, by the way, they were on HBO Hard Knocks. That's a show we always like to go, you know, fade that team because everybody's watched them. Everybody wants to bet on them. We like to fade those teams too. So it's tough, this one. If you're going to force us to take a team, I'll take Dallas getting seven in this one. You know, give us your tired, your poor, your weak. Hey, but Tampa's a defending champion. Yeah. Dallas, a very small Mac Daddy Stogie. These are your Mac Daddy Stogies. We like Florida State tonight getting the points. We like Ole Miss to win big tomorrow. And we'll take Dallas on Thursday night getting seven. Those are your Mac Daddy Stogies presented by Jake Cigar Bar. Where do you want to go to celebrate a win? Go to Jake Cigar Bar, Brandon Crossing. Make sure to check him out. JakeCigarBar.com. Coming up after the break, we're going to have our good friend Jeff Drummond on the air. He's going to tell us if he is a believer that Kentucky's going to go to the national championship and Will Levis will win the Heisman Trophy. That's next right here on ESPN Radio 1300 and 92.5. ESPN Radio 1300, 92.5 or 92.5, 1300. However you want to say it. Bottom line with Brad Taylor. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Thanks so much for joining us here on this Sunday morning. Hey, let's look at some other SEC games yesterday. Uh, Yeah, who's the worst team in the SEC? Of course, everybody thinks it's Vanderbilt. And you'd be right, especially after last night's 23-3 loss to East Tennessee State. Goodness gracious, what's going on in Nashville? Not college foot, everything except college football. Going on in Nashville. How do you lose to East Tennessee State if you're Vandy? And how do you feel this morning if you're the new coach? Uh huh. <laughs> Make sure those checks are getting to the bank on time. That's all I got to say if you're uh, the coach of Vanderbilt. South Carolina, who is a uh, kind of, they're kind of, we don't know what to expect from them. They're starting a grad assistant at quarterback or something like that. They beat Eastern Illinois last night 46 to nothing. I know everybody's talking, uh, Big Blue Nation, everybody says, oh, Kentucky's going to beat South Carolina. Easy. Are they? South Carolina won last night 46-zip. Are they re- Is Kentucky really going to go to South Carolina? They're not going to. Kentucky will be favored, but it won't be by much. It won't be by more than a three or four-point field goal type game. Oh, that's, a, that's an easy one. No, it's not. That's, th- these are the same people that are really telling me that you know, Kentucky's going to go to Mississippi State and win. I'm sorry, Mississippi State will be a touchdown favorite in that game. Oh, that's an easy one. No, it's not. That's the, that, when you're a fan base, that's the kind of thing you get. Because I will be honest with you, somebody texted me yesterday, and they said, hey, good call on going Kentucky under seven wins for the season. Who in their right mind thought that Louisiana Monroe was going to win that game? What do you mean, good call? I'm st- nobody chalked this game up as a loss for Kentucky. What do you mean, good call? That was on your underpick of seven wins for Kentucky football this year. Nobody said Louisiana Monroe was even going to challenge that one. We'd already chalked that one up. See, that's when you're a fan base and you're just waiting for somebody to fall on their face. That's the kind of stuff you get. I digress. Auburn defeated Akron yesterday 60-10. to So if you like uh, War Eagle this year, too bad Kentucky doesn't get them. Then you wouldn't get to face Bo Nix. Bo Nix, the much maligned Bo Nix, who ran Joey Gatewood out of town, rightly or wrongly, we don't really know. But he was 20-22 yesterday, so... Yeah, maybe they're doing something. Of course, the aforementioned Missouri uh, defeated Central Michigan 34-24. to They were 14-point favorites, only won by 10. But uh, Missouri had a running back get 203 yards yesterday. So, is Missouri a running team now? We're going to find out for real next week. That's, uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we're going to find out next week. Because neither one of these teams, 
I doubt that Missouri went up and said, hey, we're going to throw all our playbook. That's exactly what Kentucky did, too. Mississippi State. We talk about teams that uh, may or may not be for real. Well, they only defeated Louisiana Tech last night by one point, 35-34, although Mississippi State's quarterback, Will Rogers, not that Will Rogers, this Will Rogers, uh, 370 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, Mississippi State, oh, they're not. Kentucky's going to beat them. Uh, let's wait until they play that game, too. Arkansas defeated Rice. Rice was uh, competing in this game. They were ahead at halftime, but Arkansas came out, especially in the fourth quarter, and uh, sent their fans home happy by winning and covering the 19-point spread by winning by 21. That's what a 21 to nothing fourth quarter will do. So uh, Arkansas wins. And, of course, uh, we talked about UCLA and LSU. Chip Kelly, in typical Chip Kelly fashion after the game, goes, yeah, we knew we were going to win. Well, you were the only ones. The desert didn't think you were going to win, so why were you an underdog? Oh, yeah, well, we thought you were going to win. We said on this show, neither here nor there. Uh, people who doubted Florida, uh, Florida beat Florida Atlantic, another cupcake game, 35-10. Texas A&M, that's the, uh, the Phil Steele special, uh, 41-10 over Kent State. Who was really uh, thinking uh, Texas A&M would uh, struggle on this one? Although Kent State, I think they averaged, they averaged 50 points a game last year. That's the good news. Bad news was they only played four games and they were all against MAC teams. And, of course, Alabama defeated Miami 44-13. to Basically, it doesn't matter who plays for Alabama. You're going to get the same stuff. Lather, rinse, repeat. It doesn't matter. There's just the same team over and over again. So why do we even bother with this stuff? There were some other games that caught my eye. Oregon only beat Fresno 31-24. to Oregon was a big 20-point uh, favorite in this one. We called Cincinnati over as a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. We said Cincinnati won this one big. They did, 49-14 to over Miami of Ohio. Uh, some other teams that kind of maybe struggled yesterday other than Oklahoma. Another one that struggled was uh, Iowa State. They were supposed to win that one big. We talked about that one earlier. They only defeated Northern Iowa 16-10. to so a big day in college football. We're looking forward to the games tonight, especially uh, between uh, Notre Dame and Florida State. Notre Dame, seven-point favorite. Total in that one's 55-and-a-half. We, uh, we kind of like uh, Florida State getting the points in that one. And, of course, uh, Ole Miss. Even Lane Kiffin or no Lane Kiffin, they're going to throw up a lot of points. They're going to try to get, we're telling you, Matt Corral, Heisman Trophy. Uh, that's a game to look for there. Of course, the NFL starts this week, and uh, we talked about Cowboys and Bucks will be the first game. Bucks seven and a half point favorite, total fifty one and a half in that one. That hook on the seven and a half really makes it inviting to take the Cowboys in this one. And that's the thing we talked about, you know, defending Super Bowl champion versus the team on HBO Hard Knocks. So it's kind of the you know the uh, both sides you kind of want to fade in a spot like that. But uh, early season bad teams on the road over the years. That's the kind of team uh, we look for. Teams that were bad the previous season. And that's what uh, Dallas was. They did not make the playoffs last year. And if you look at uh, openers, early season on the road, teams that did not make the playoffs last year, everybody's down on them. Underdogs in that spot hit 60.2% of the time against the spread at 68-45 since 2005. That's what Dallas is. But Dallas kind of publicly doesn't fit into that uh, kind of underdog concept because nobody ever sees Dallas as an underdog. Everybody always sees Dallas as America's team. They're so close to, but you know, we still see Dallas as you know the Roger Staubach team in the seventies. We still see Dallas as you know the Emmitt Smith, uh, Tory Aikman, Jimmy Johnson team in the nineties. 
So, eh, you got to take what you get. Very much looking forward to our uh, NFL season starting this time next Sunday. We will be doing nothing but NFL. And our good friend, uh, Dead Air Dennis Dillon from Classic Rock 92.1, he and I will be picking games against the spread all season long. All season long. So make sure to go on ESPN.com, look at Pigskin Pick'em. Look at uh, look up Pigskin Pick'em on ESPN.com and go look up Brad Taylor's Bottom Line League. And that's where Dennis and I will be picking games against the spread. So if you want to pick games against the point spread against Dead Air Dennis Dillon and myself this season, just go to ESPN.com and sign up for Brad Taylor's Bottom Line League. He started this. That's why I did. That's not a, the best name we could uh, figure out. But Dennis started this one for us. Go to ESPN.com, sign up in the fantasy portion for Brad Taylor's Bottom Line League, and you'll be able to pick games against the point spread against Dead Air Dennis Dillon and myself. We're going to humiliate him. In fact, I already got him a condolences card. He put it up on his bulletin board in his office. Yeah, we already know that we're going to make him look silly. But, yes, make sure to go ESPN.com and then look up Pigskin Pick'em and join the Bottom Line Lexington, uh, Brad Taylor's Bottom Line League. And you can pick games against us. And then you can uh, throw it in our faces when you pick games better than we do. Uh, you'll be able to beat Dennis every day of the week. Uh, us, you might, you know, coin flip every week. But against Dylan, <laughs> terrible. He's horrible against the spread. Thanks for placating us here this uh, morning on ESPN Radio 1392.5. Coming up after the break, we'll get you ready for the day on ESPN Radio. Uh, we will tell you who we like today and uh, some more picks and some more Vegas action right here. On ESPN Radio 1300, 92.5. ESPN Radio 92.5, 1300. Bottom line with Brad Taylor. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday, Labor Day Sunday. We hope you have a good weekend and enjoy tomorrow. We're thankful we get a day off. Maybe we can take a nap. I can sleep a little bit. Uh, we want to thank the sponsor of this show, too. Uh, of course, Jake Cigar Bar, sponsor of our Mac Daddy Stogies, the most profitable segment of Lexington Radio. Uh, Jimmy's Kentucky Roadshow Shop. They have two big signings this week. Isaiah Jackson, Emmanuel Quickly. Make sure to go to their uh, website, KentuckyRoadshowShop.com, and check them out. Get your tickets uh, to get those uh, basketballs and autographs and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, they're great out there at Jimmy's Kentucky Roadshow Shop. We love them. Great guys. And uh, our good friend Matt Schaefer, IPM Pest and Termite. Friend in need is a pest. Yeah, get rid of them. Get rid of your friends, the pests, at MyIPM.com. That's uh, myipm.com, IPM Pest and Termite, best in the business of what they do. Looking at the uh, lines for today, looking at the Reds, uh, this line now up to 230, 235 in some places. The Reds are a favorite. This line's going to come down. I, this is, Casey Mize is too good a pitcher to be a plus 200 underdog. I don't care what you're talking about. And uh, we saw the Reds line up, no Eugenio Suarez today. That might be why everybody's on the Reds. Everybody said, oh, wait, hey, Suarez isn't pitching. There's no way the Reds will lose. You might be right, but hey, I don't care. That's too much value uh, against the Reds in that one. Don't forget today, you can hear that on ESPN Radio, Reds and Tigers, uh, 1240. You can also hear tonight at 6 o'clock, you can hear the uh, game between the Dodgers and the Giants. Huge Sunday night baseball game. Giants don't have a pitcher yet, but for the uh, Dodgers. Lexington's own Walker Bueller, one of the favorites for the, the Cy Young in the National League right now. Uh, no line in this one because we don't know who's pitching for the Giants. Anything 150 or less, this would be the Dodgers' spot to take the Dodgers. Don't know exactly uh, what this line will be. We have no idea, to be honest with you. Dodgers should be favored. 
but it won't be by much. Anything minus 150, let's go Dodgers in that one or less. Because, I mean, I'm looking at the Reds line right now. I'm looking at 76% of the money out in the desert on the Reds in this one. So a lot of chalk pushers today in Major League Baseball. Don't forget that uh, you can listen to all the NFL action Thursday night here on ESPN Radio as well, as well as all the Reds game all throughout the, uh, the rest of the year. The Reds pushing for that playoff spot. So, yeah, we want to thank you so much for listening to The Bottom Line with Brad Taylor, Sports Talk from a Handicapping Perspective. We apologize. Jeff Drummond was supposed to uh, join us this morning, but he had something come up, and uh, so we let him off the hook for this one. So that's why we've had to fill in the last couple segments. But, yeah, we will let Jeff Drummond slide this time. We'll have him on again very soon. He's a good guy. He's a good friend of ours from a long time ago. Uh, so we hope everything's okay with him. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Bottom Line Lex. You can email this show anytime, bottomlinelex at gmail.com. And until the next time, as always, may the winners be yours.